Man, the 80s were a simple time, huh? They were, Where man. cops could just show up on a crime scene, and if everybody <laughs> says, I didn't see nothing, then it's yeah. told, like, they're like, okay, well, <laughs> hey, sounds man, good to me. What did you see here? Uh, a yeah. polar bear fell on me. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here, huh? There's, a man, there's seven men dead inside this house. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything happened here. Let's get yeah. the hell out. You guys want to go grab a beer at the Double Deuce? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the bouncer. We can get him free. Yeah, I know the bouncer. <laughs> What is up, Real Critics? It's Jose here, as always, and you're listening to Everyone's a Real Critic. This is the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have divided critics and audiences. We'll give you the Real Critics' thoughts on the movies. We'll take a look at some of the critic and audience reviews, and we'll wrap it all up with our overall real ranking. But none of that really matters because at the end of the day, everyone's a real critic. So let's get into it, John. My friend, my homie, my brother, my co-host. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing great today. I'm feeling a little energized, especially after the movie we just yeah. watched. I mean, hard not to be hard not to be amped after that. Um, yeah. What's going on to everyone else listening wherever you are? Uh, happy you're here. Be sure, uh, you know, after this, go back and listen to all of our previous episodes out whenever, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, we're heading into fall, man. We kind of talked, uh, yeah. we hit on that a little bit last time with Practical Magic with our friend Daniel. Uh, beautiful time of the year, fall. Um, as I mentioned before, <laughs> it's a top four season for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's there's so much to love. You get to dress up in costumes, sip on that pumpkin spice, which I love. I actually love, um, there's the hot pumpkin spice. Uh, latte, which is uh, the PSL. Are you talking about Starbucks right now? Well, I mean, I'm just talking about in general. Um, if Starbucks wants to throw us a bone or two, I'd be happy to uh, mention their PSL <laughs> and my thoughts on it. But in general, hot PSL, there's nothing like it. But if you get something a little cold, because it's still, you know, not too cold outside, it's still a little warm, uh, highly recommend when they, when they pump that little pumpkin syrup and the little cold foam cold brew, you know what I'm talking about? So you get a little bit of like, it's almost like whipped cream on top. Like a little, almost like ice cream meets whipped cream with that pumpkin <laughs> spice there. And you're sipping it in with every sip. Woo! Man. Just the, the smells, the taste <laughs> of fall, man. They just bring me back to a happier time. To a happier time. But yeah. hey, not everyone loves the fun stuff. See, I... What's that's up? not all. That's not. I'm more about uh, doing Tai Chi outside oh, in the fall. Yeah, shirtless Tai Chi for sure. Overlooking a nice lake while the trees turn a a beautiful shade of orange. Mm, mm. While your creepy neighbor just looks at you from across the retention pond. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know that's a little teaser for what we're talking about today. But like you said, not everyone loves the 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 good taste. Some people maybe into to murder, throat ripping, um, cults. I don't know. So this week. We're going to head back into the 80s and get nostalgic about another genre-spanning hit. Some might call it a cult classic. There's your Halloween right there. Ooh. Grab the crew, man. We're heading to the bar. We're heading to the Double Deuce. 
to watch Roadhouse 1989, which got a 37% critic score and a 66% audience score. But before we get into roundhouse kicking, some throat-ripping action, let's end into our favorite segment where we pitch to the people movies and TV shows that are really good or really bad in what you're watching. So um, I think it's pretty. Obvious. It looks like we we want to yeah. talk about the same show, huh? Yeah, there hasn't been. Well, okay, so we're gonna talk about the same show, which is easy because it's it's really good. Just I'll just let you know now. <laughs> uh, but there really isn't too much else out right now, which kind of makes it hard. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Well, I guess you know. There's there's the classic. There's like, House of Dragon. There's Dragon Tales. House of Dragon. The Rings of Power. Yeah, everybody's watching Rings of Power. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. just like, it, that that's it, though. Everyone's sort of watching the same three things. We're going to talk about the third thing, but everyone's sort of watching uh-huh. the same three things, which, it's tough. It's tough to come out with a, a hot take and say, hey, this show's really good. I've been trying. I've been looking. <laughs> okay? I have, but yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the Andor. And the boy. Andor, the new Star Wars show. I don't mean to sound down on it, because it's great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think this is probably the one that's going to get the least mention out of the three shows you just mentioned, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, and Andor. And it's probably because, like, Star Wars fatigue is real. <laughs> really? I think people... Yeah, dude, I mean, I'm feeling it. You know, I've watched Boba Fett and... Boba Fett was kind of lame. Super lame. You know, Mandalorian's still cool, but Obi-Wan we haven't been getting good lame. movies. Obi Wan was lame. That's right. I, I even forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it was forgettable. Just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Andor, Andor makes me excited about Star Wars again. Same. I thought you were gonna keep going, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm was, super pumped. I'm excited in. about Star Wars again. I think uh, you're absolutely right. I think the Star Wars crew, the the folks making uh, and producing these, I believe Dave Filoni is still on this one as as an executive producer, right? He is the uh, the um, what's his name of the MCU. He is the Star Wars. Universe. He's the Kevin Feige. He's the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe. And I think you're right. I think they pushed out two bad products in a row and this was sort of the third and people were probably wishy-washy maybe waiting for more opinions to come out they gave three episodes and man when when i finished the third episode i was mad Uh because i wanted more i wanted more i put i slammed that the remote down on the couch and i just stood up (laughs) i stood up and i almost thought about rewatching. yeah i was like I almost thought about oh, rewatching. No. no, I couldn't <laughs> believe it was over. I was sad it was over. But the one thing I want to say about this show, no matter what, if you haven't watched it, if you have watched it, I think this is a public service announcement to, um, well, I guess I'll name her, J.K. Rowling. Like this is a masterclass. Uh, I think George Lucas does an exceptional job of giving up the reins on the franchise, letting lifelong fans, letting people who are 
really into the work that are creative, that are younger, that are new age, trying to do different things and taking the franchise to places it never would have gone before. I think Andor does that exceptionally. Yeah. And, and it's, it's nice because we're getting like adult star Wars shows. Yeah. You know, like this is, uh, it feels like it feels gritty. It feels almost like blade runner. E at some point it's about, you know, like, uh, uh, it's not about a Jedi, which is great. I, I don't want, I want to like stay for, yeah, like spoiler free. free. Yeah. I want to be spoiler free here, but, um, it also, I think it was genius that they released all three of them at once because if you watch them consecutively, which I did yeah. because come on, <laughs> yeah, duh, you gotta, you got yeah. uh, it feels like a mini movie. If it, it felt like. Like back in the day, you'd watch like a Disney Channel <laughs> original movie. It felt like that. It felt like a little mini Star Wars movie, and it felt good. It, it reminded me of Rogue One too, which is like it's what I liked about Rogue One. Oh, loved Rogue One, and this, to your point, has a completely different tone than Mandalorian, which still I think has kid vibes. You know, you could watch that with mm-hmm. a little one in the room, and it would be totally fine. This one starts off with murder. It is fast and they show it on the screen yeah so this has it's cool it's a it's way cooler (laughs) i think the storyline is still it's not too far uh detached from what people know as star wars if you are a fan of it or you're familiar there's still droids it's still kind of in space there's still that overall concept of you know rebels versus imperials good versus bad so it's still kind of rooted in the same story but the way it's being told is just so much more creative, and it's it's really a breath yeah. of fresh air. I, I'm loving it. John, um, did you know that you know the guy who created this, um, Tony Gilroy? Like he's like the executive producer, the creator. Um, I don't know as... him personally, but I've heard he's a friend of the oh, pod. Okay, he does. I've heard he's he a listens. friend of the pod. Yeah. He also is the guy who wrote the screenplays for the Bourne trilogy. Ah, uh, that checks out. Yeah, and you can kind of feel that, I feel, in this show. Yeah, he also did Rogue One, you know. so that there's that as well, yeah, which this too. feels a lot of Rogue One. It feels like Rogue One, they yeah. kind of still kept him a little bit in the in the bounds there. You know, don't get mm-hmm. too crazy, uh, but it seems like they just gave him free reign on this. Do you know if he's only doing these three episodes, or is he doing other ones as well? There's more coming out. I, there's more coming but out. But are they changing, yeah. like, director as they go oh or? i don't know i don't know if he directed the episodes okay um but he, he's just the creator yeah okay because another thing that's great by this and uh first i guess so far with some of these disney plus shows is it's going 12 episodes which is huge because you can actually tell a story in 12 episodes without it yeah. feeling feeling like the pace is a little weird feeling he didn't get to know the characters enough feeling confused by what the conflict is conflict is which happens in every other disney plus show that's come out so far so really excited for the 12 episodes i'm very excited about that yeah it's it's pretty great um especially because i'm enjoying rings of power and that's going to come to an end here soon are you there's only eight episodes of that i I am enjoying i actually haven't booted it up i haven't felt the the draw to it can you oh wow you haven't pitched Dude, you this on uh what you're watching so maybe you should I, i'm surprised i thought maybe get i people already talked about it. this but i don't have any prepared statements 
for Rings of Power. I'll just say it's uh, it feels like old Lord of the Rings, and the budget it, you can see it on screen. Um, there's multiple storylines happening about seems like the rise of Sauron, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we do have some of the same character. We do have some like some of the same characters from the original trilogy but they're much younger we've got like elrond and galadriel uh isildur is one of the characters and it's 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 paced very slowly but it's it feels very deliberate um so i'm not mad at it i'm a little bit there's one storyline i don't really care for but maybe it's just because it hasn't like blown wide open yet um but i it it is it's it's nice it's it'll if you like lord of the rings it's gonna it's gonna touch you Oh, nipple to nipple. Yeah, it's gonna go nipple to nipple. It's gonna go vodka rocks. How about we go nipple to nipple? I think that's the perfect segue, Speaking John. Let's, I think it's time to get nipple lines. to nipple. Yeah, great pickup lines. Speaking <laughs> of, you know, alternate universes, let's get into uh, a little bit of our movie today. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Dude, I am very excited to talk about this movie. Welcome to the Double Deuce, my friend. You're here. <laughs> Let the band here, play. John, and uh, I'm ready to, I'm ready to chuck some beers at some <laughs> blind musicians. I'll tell you what. <laughs> hey, all things go at the Double Deuce. I love that uh, we looked up on Google, and there, I, there are surprisingly uh, not as many Double Deuces in the united states as i thought there would be i'm a little bit ashamed yeah you'd think there'd be more you'd definitely there's so many point break point break themed bars in the u.s like johnny utah's or just called point break like wait really i didn't know that yeah man there was a johnny utah's uh not too far away from here what yeah it it was i mean i know there's like bubba gumps you know and like places like that i I don't know if it was a commercial like bubba gump but it was called johnny utah's they had indoor bull riding um went there one time because Uh, you know there's a lot of bull riding in point break yeah yeah you get it (laughs) (laughs) there is zero bull riding in point break you're overthinking me. Wait, are you sure that that has any connection to Point Break? Johnny Utah. What do you mean? Yeah, but it could be like... No. It could be a coincidence. No, there's no coincidence that you call a place Johnny Utah. It could Utah's. definitely be a coincidence. No. I think the guy <laughs> or person that made the bar was a really big Point Break fan and just wanted... He also really liked indoor bull riding. Look, so man. So why wouldn't it you gotta be get a like about... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should have had indoor surfing or something. Or like to get inside the restaurant, you have to break through a bank. <laughs> yeah. While surfing. Yeah. While <laughs> surfing. <laughs> well, another equally strange action movie is today's Roadhouse. That's, Patrick Swayze. It is also Patrick Swayze. He's getting it done. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. This was the time of the Swayze, dude. Rest in paradise. My brother. Mm-hmm. King. Yeah. Stay strong up there, King. 
Uh, he's probably yeah, just my doing... short king. He's he probably like short. five three in this movie, oh. right? Because <laughs> they shrunk him down for this movie for sure. It's five three, seventy eight pounds. <laughs> all in the legs. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the legs. All in the one leg. <laughs> oh man. So we'll get into the real rundown in a second, but the uh, the movie Roadhouse from 1989, I think, is a full. It is a science experiment. It is just a display <laughs> of the 1980s. I think of Americana 1980s. That's what you get. That's what yeah. this movie is. I don't think I need to say much more. 37% critic score, 66% audience score. It's listed. On IMDb, on Rotten Tomatoes, on the internet, the genre, action, mystery, and thriller. I believe it. It it's uh, and I think there's definitely some mystery in the, especially in the part of the movie you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, mostly the whole movie is a mystery. <laughs> but I also kind of wanted to point out that, so it seems that this movie now is is a uh, a cult classic. I don't know. Maybe at the time it doesn't seem. Like it did very well. The box office in the U.S. twenty seven point four million worldwide was. Um, but that's a lot in uh, nineteen eighty nine money. Oh uh, well, we're gonna talk a Is lot about nineteen eighty nine money. Bring out the bring out the calculator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have a we have a currency calculator because there's a lot of money questions in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> how much money would it take for me to tell you, like, to offer you free to just leave your job, bail on your car? Get into your Mercedes and drive to the double deuce right now. Well, he offered a plane ticket, but you know, Patrick Swayze. But flying drive. is dangerous. Why did he say that? You got to drive, baby. Yeah. Maybe he knew like something that dangerous. no one else knew. So 27.4 <laughs> mil U.S. box office. Was that, nine, was that a 9-11 joke? No. 61 million, <laughs> oh. uh, 61 million worldwide. Seems pretty low at the time, even for the 80s. I mean, in today's world, what is that? Five billion? Six billion? A hundred billion? <laughs> what did it beat Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> but while... Uh, okay, okay it's it? uh, $64 million. Okay, so still not great. You know? Not great. Yeah. So... That would be... But back then, they were fine making that. It, it's still... You know, you made back your budget. You For sure, I think they made back their budget. There's no way this movie cost... I you mean, know, if they made they 61 this movie, worldwide, there's no way they spent that on this movie. No way, because the movie is like... It's like they filmed it in uh, the middle of nowhere <laughs> with like those western pack lots. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the buildings are all just made of... They're fake. <laughs> They're fake Western buildings. <laughs> the pyro budget was it yeah. was the pyro budget and Sam Elliott and fixing up and the Patrick double deuce. Swayze. And yeah, they did have to fix up the double deuce for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Not cheap. And the band, they had to probably pay the band. yeah, paying Patrick Swayze, paying Sam Elliott. Yeah, that's that's where it came from. But the interesting thing is, so like, not bad, right? If we all things considered, twenty seven point four U.S. This director, Rowdy Harrington, which, by the way, if anyone was going to direct this movie, their name would be Rowdy. Um, (laughs) This was pretty much the only... Rowdy Harrington. It's like a porn star name. He he might be, to be honest. There was a lot of that in here. Um, 
he almost seems like he was Michael Bay's inspiration, to be honest. This is probably where Michael Bay got most of his inspiration from. But uh, this was the only movie he really directed, which I was shocked by because he, this was the only movie he really directed. Then the writers, R. Lance Hill and Hilary Henkin, this was the only movie they'd really ever written, which is strange. Weird. And then the producer on this movie, Joel Silver, has produced just about every single movie in Hollywood. This guy's <laughs> it's insane. If you look at his list, like he's he was the producer on Die Hard, I think, which really which really got him going. But if you look at the list that he has on you know, where they show it all, it's pretty much every single movie that Hollywood Really? Has. Like what? Like Nate like give me some of them. Go, look for yourself. I just told you. <laughs> Die Hard. That's all you need to know, man. <laughs> well, don't do it, for, do it for the audience. They might be driving right now. You know, like this is what they come to us for. Tonight. I know, I know. But my computer always freezes. He did Who Framed Ru- uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Who and Framed also, Roger Rabbit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he also the did the Nice Guys, uh, one the of movie. my favorite movies, the Nice yeah, Guys. Yeah, yes. you can't talk about that. At the all. Nice Guys. He did Veronica uh-huh. Mars, uh, Demolition Man. Yeah. Dra- the Project, Matrix, Lethal Project Weapon X, 4, Sherlock Holmes, The Losers, Book of Eli, The Other Sherlock Holmes, Crazy, Orphan, The Other Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> <laughs> V for Vendetta, Kiss yeah. Kiss Bang Bang, Hudson Hawk, classic, classic, dude, we might have to talk about Hudson Hawk one day. The Matrix, <laughs> the Matrix Revolutions, he was working on that, and yeah. Matrix Reloaded. So John, so going into all this. I mean, had you ever watched this movie before? Lethal Weapon. Had you ever watched Roadhouse before? Um, no, I hadn't actually, uh, which is surprising because it seems like a movie that would be on repeat on TNT or TBS every week. Because it is. It is. is. Oh well. Yeah. I'd still somehow missed it. I had never seen this movie, but I'd heard it referenced probably. Like a lot of people our age through Family Guy, um, mm-hmm. where they make fun of it a few times. And it just sort of seems to be the demographic that I sometimes fall into, depending on which person I'm going to be that day. You know, because I could be anyone, really. You could wake up and be who yeah, you want. What a chameleon. So I really am. That's what they call me, Johnny Chameleons. <laughs> yeah, they um, call them Johnny Chameleons. <laughs> Johnny Chameleons. Sometimes I fall on the... There's a t-shirt there. Johnny Chameleons. <laughs> I like it. Do you think that's where they get camo from? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Thanks for laughing if you got that one. The answer is no. It comes from camouflage, but chameleon camo. Anyway, sometimes I could be in like the, you know, 18 to 30... Uh, I'm white, uh, for those of you that maybe didn't know that and are listening. Um, <laughs> watches sports, male, um, uh-huh. likes fantasy football. So, like, I kind of fall in this Roadhouse demographic, a person that would like Roadhouse, and I'm just surprised that it wasn't thrown at me more. So, going into this movie, I kind of was expecting well, super macho. I'd heard about the Roundhouse kicks. I didn't know what really the plot was but i was excited to just see a ton of action and a name roadhouse yeah. are you kidding me i was all it's a in great name it is great name 
reminds me of a restaurant back where we grew up. I think it was called Roadhouse Texas Grill. Roadhouse. No, not Texas, Texas Road- Roadhouse. No, Roadhouse, Roadhouse Grill. Grill. It was. Uh, there was one. Yeah. Yeah. You I could throw that. the peanuts on the ground. That was my favorite place. To yeah. Get I felt like which such a it looked badass. like at the Double Deuce they had a lot of peanuts on the ground. Was I it peanuts so. or dirt? There or was glass. just like dust on the ground. <laughs> There's all this fucking bones. dirt on the ground at the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. Blood, eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I own the kind of place where you got to mop up the eyeballs every day after close. <laughs> Predator. Oh, okay, cool. Lethal weapon. Oh, damn. Joel Silver did do it all. Anyways, the Double Deuce is the meanest, loudest, and rowdiest bar whoa, south whoa, of the whoa, Lucy Dixon line. Yes. Oh, yeah. So many times. Okay. When was it, yeah. What was your first time like? Tell me about your first time watching. I think Road I was out. a kid. I think, and I think it was like on like TNT or something. Okay. Um, but I I had never watched it all the way through until I was a lot older. It was just something that was like on TV. And Did so you get scared? Crazy doing Tai Chi and why would I get scared? I don't know. Why wouldn't you watch it all the way through? I'm just trying no, to figure just, out why. It's just because you used to just flip through through the oh. channels. Remember when like TV was a thing? You would just no. flip through the channels. No, I never had a TV growing you, up. You don't really do that anymore. No. You know? Well, the way you're gesturing, there are some people do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Our friend, we found out. So last yeah, I have seen this Daniel, movie. Uh, used to he he played uh, pocket pool a lot or pocket Yahtzee. He would roll the dice in his pocket a lot. You remember that? Yeah. Similar that, thing. That's c- crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, to each his own, hey, am I right? To each their own, yeah. yep. Four of a kind. Um, so yeah, I have seen this movie a lot, um, but and I have to say, this was my, my biggest worry coming into this, John, is that I don't think I can look at this movie objectively because it is fucking awesome and I love everything about it. Wow. So do I have to be the objective one? <sighs> yeah, maybe you do. It's going to be tough. I'll have to change my personality then. Well, Let's you get are a chameleon. <laughs> yeah. They do call you Johnny Chameleons. <laughs> Johnny Chameleons with an S. Uh, yeah, with an S. <laughs> all right. So for the folks that haven't seen this movie or just need a refresher, maybe we should get into the real rundown? Let's do it. Okay. Roadhouse. Right away we open up into a beautiful bar, into a time that would absolutely be canceled in 2022. We meet Dalton, played by Patrick Swayze who's a bouncer, keeps his cool while knocking some losers out of a, bubble, out of a bar. Woof, already. Dalton heads to the bathroom to clean up a stitch. Um, when he's confronted by a total softy and bar owner, Frank Tillman, who needs Dalton's expertise as a world-class cooler to help him clean up his bar outside Kansas City, the double deuce. Without even thinking about the job offer, Dalton bails from his job, gives away his car, gets his other car, and drives to the (laughs) double deuce. The bar's in rough shape. Fights everywhere. Reckless, testosterone-fueled men. Guys that use pickup lines like, Vodka rocks? How about you and I go nipple to nipple? And how much would you pay to kiss a booby? This place (laughs) is rough. The Jeff Healy band has to play behind a fence for protection. And immediately when Dalton steps in, an all-out brawl erupts. And that's when Dalton knows he's going to have to bring his A game to transform this bar. 
Realizing he's going to be in town for a while, Dalton heads to a local used car lot to buy a sweet ride that has automatic headlights. He loads up his new car with a Did bunch of... Did you understand why he wanted the automatic headlights? No. I just thought it was because he was, it was cashing because, out. I think it was so that they wouldn't get smashed. Oh. Yeah, but, so he wanted them to close. Huh. We should yeah. talk... Well, We'll talk about that. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. It's good insight. Good insight. Uh, He loads up his new car with a bunch of extra tires because, you know, and then drives out to the farm to rent a room. Brad Wesley, played by Ben Gazzara, flies over the farm in his helicopter just to piss off the poor people in the town as he heads towards his mansion, which is conveniently next door to Dalton's. Meanwhile, the dude that owns the Double Deuce, he kind of looks like uh, Shooter McGavin's cousin. Uh, he's played by yeah. Kevin Tiggy, is ready to open up the new Double Deuce. That guy has no spine. None. Like, he's Zero. just like, ooh, ooh. No one in he's the like town. He's scared the whole time. No one in the town does. So as they're getting ready to, to reopen a new Double Deuce, Dalton does his best John Taffert and just starts firing folks that can't pull their weight. Going through their first stress test, Dalton notices that underage people... Uh, are getting in money is being pulled from the cash register and about and the bouncers just aren't ready for conflict that's when dalton uses the age-old business consultant method that i'm sure a lot of you know of slamming some dude's head through a table to show force and firing the bouncer and a bartender later at reds played by red west his hardware store dalton runs into brad wesley again fresh out of partying with his babes at his pool party and his bodyguard jimmy played by marshall artigue who stares down Dalton, letting them know, letting Dalton know that they run this town. After that encounter and needing to relax, Dalton heads back to his farm to do some shirtless Tai Chi, just like all of us. The next day, Wesley comes... One of my favorite fall activities. (laughs) Shirtless, look at that. You guys are more alike than you think. The next day, Wesley comes through the double deuce and exerts his dominance on the local bartender. A kerfuffle ensues, and Dalton finds himself at the hospital with a very attractive doctor who patches him up. Doc, played by Kelly Lynch, and Dalton have an immediate connection, so deep, so fast, that we learn Dalton has a degree from NYU, a PhD, I might add, from NYU, (laughs) in philosophy. Yeah, this bouncer has a PhD in philosophy. For man's (laughs) search for faith. That's that's what his, uh, yeah, that's what his, like, focus was. He wrote his dissertation. That's why he's so zen. That's, that's why, why he does Tai Chi. That's why he's the cooler, he's, baby. Yeah, that's why because he is cool. He's he is. so cool. He is. And he so knows that pain don't hurt. Like ice, baby. No, <laughs> pain don't hurt. <laughs> Later, uh, Wesley takes his misplaced anger out on uh, one of his goonies, O'Donnell, for being too much of a bleeder. That inspires the fear in the rest of the goons to do Wesley's ble- Wesley's bidding to take down the double deuce. Yeah, they were kind of like laughing at the guy getting like the shit beat out of him, too. Yeah, for being a bleeder. Um, Yeah, that was so weird. You bleed too much. Um, They just have to show like, I'm evil and I'll beat up even my own henchmen. I don't give a fuck. He was evil. He got evil quick. And we find that out because back at the Double Deuce, Wesley's girlfriend, who once again tries to seduce Dalton, uh, leads to a flurry of roundhouse kicks and a parking lot brawl between Dalton and the Wesley goons. After easily dismantling the goons, Dalton and the doc go on a date at the local diner where we continue to get over the <laughs> She literally <laughs> she walks up to him yeah. as he's beating the shit out of these dudes. Yeah. And she's still like 
Want to get a coffee? Let's go. Yeah. yeah, let's go get some coffee. <laughs> so the date ends with Wesley's goons picking up Dalton for a meeting at Wesley's place. At Wesley's mansion, he tries to convince Dalton to stand down because he has intel on a murder committed by Dalton back in Memphis. Dalton doesn't yeah, stand down. that's when he had pulled the guy's throat out before. Well, we don't... This well, is Chekhov's throat pulling. It was in self-defense. It was, it was sort of unconfirmed. He was... You know, that no, was totally confirmed. I in don't that, know. In it that seemed scene. alleged. Yeah, it was alleged. Yeah, but it was like a wink, wink moment. Like, yeah, like yeah. I know you murdered this guy. Um, wouldn't want any information to get out about you. Yeah, so he tries to blackmail Dalton, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Dalton doesn't stand down because the double deuce is thriving. No fights at capacity. Mm-hmm. No cages around the band. Dalton does it again. The only problem. Yeah. Wesley's preventing the alcohol distribution from being delivered. Yeah. Dalton gets D- Dalton is real like, uh, he's like, nope, nothing's going to stop me from getting this double deuce back and running no. unless you were to show up with a check of $5,000 and $500 every day. I'll bail on my job. Well, that was the last one. We don't know. You know, the last yeah. one didn't seem like it was going too good. So Dalton gets surprised by the doc and they head to his magical farmhouse to just dance a little bit. We learn in this moment that she's Red Webster, uh, that guy from the hardware store. It's uh, she's his niece. His niece. Uh, she was married once, but it didn't work out. And that conversation was deep enough to really get them hot and steamy, while Wesley watched from his house across the retention pond. Uh, in that moment, we learned that Brad Wesley used to have a thing for the doc, and seeing her with Dalton sent him over the edge. The local Goonies. Back to sabotage the alcohol delivery when they're met with a series of roundhouse kicks from Dalton and a surprise tag-in from old friend Wade Garrett, played by Sam yeah. Elliott, who comes in to help. Dalton brings Wade What's over. up, mijo? <laughs> yeah, slightly racist, amigo. Um, How you doing, mijo? <laughs> Dalton brings Wade over to meet Elizabeth, and uh, they all grab a drink and tell stories and dance at the diner, you know? Like the good old it's nice. days. It's nice. It's the margarita. It's the midnight margaritas it's the midnight, moment of this it is, movie. It is the midnight <laughs> margaritas moment. Um, Dalton seems to be, he just continues to feel a little bothered by Wesley bringing up Memphis. And after recapping, yeah. Wade kind of recaps that it was a pretty serious situation. And then just goes on to tell Dalton, hey, just drop it and just move on with your life, man. Yeah, they kind of imply that like he had like an another girlfriend or something. Yeah, yeah, a love interest. Well, uh, so yeah, they did. He's like, he gotta did forget about her, her Miho. And well, he's like, she didn't tell you she was married. Exactly. Miho. It sounds like she was yeah. married. It was sort of like a a scorned lover situation. Held. Yeah. Uh, Dalton at gunpoint, and that's when Dalton ripped the throat out. Allegedly <sighs> ripped the throat out. So after this sort of heart to heart from Wade and, and Dalton. The start of Wesley's rampage really takes off. He burns down yeah. Red Webster's shop, then heads to the Double Deuce to let his girlfriend do a strip tease in front of Dalton, and then letting his bodyguard, Jimmy, loose on the bouncers of the Double Deuce. The uh-huh. next day, Wesley continues to cause <laughs> havoc before... <laughs> we'll talk about it. Continues to cause havoc throughout the town by having one of his goonies drive a monster truck through a local car Check dealership. Check out monster truck, dude. 
then Wade and Dalton have a heart-to-heart where Wade's like, look, I'm going to leave town. Elizabeth stops by to try and get Dalton to leave, but he's obsessed with winning. He will do everything he can to stop Wesley and save the people of At this, this point, town. he kind of starts going crazy. They both do because he's, just, yeah. he's, he's remembering Memphis. He's feeling that inner inner monster come out and right after he says he's staying a huge explosion erupts outside of dalton's house where emmett his friend random guy that we met once random farmer living with the horses yeah Yeah. but luckily dalton ran through the fire and saved him in time dalton sees jimmy driving away from the explosion on a motorcycle maniacally (laughs) laughing dalton sprints after the motorcycle, catches Somehow up. Somehow catches up. Knocks him <laughs> off. And then we get a one-on-one battle that we've all been waiting for. And the yeah. fight ends with Dalton ripping Jimmy's throat out of his neck and leaving him face down in the retention pond. And the he's ne- like, Wesley! Yeah. <laughs> the next day, Wesley uh, threatens Dalton with a choice. Hey, man, I'm going to kill one of them. Wade or Elizabeth? Which one? Which one? So Wade stumbles into the double deuce. So Dalton's like, you know, all right. Classic Dark Knight situation. <laughs> my guy is safe. Time to save Elizabeth. He heads to the hospital. Elizabeth wants nothing to do with him because she just witnessed uh, Dalton rip the throat out of uh, another human being. So Dalton leaves, heads back to the double deuce where he finds Wade dead. Dalton yeah. heads for revenge at the Damn. Wesley compound. Finally faced with being able to kill Wesley and rip his throat out. Dalton takes a step back. And the people of the town that Wesley shat on all shoot him. We head back to the double deuce and let the 80s music ride through our veins. And a happily ever after montage with Dalton and Elizabeth making out naked in water takes us to a life happily ever after. Man, the 80s were a simple time, huh? They were, Where man. cops could just show up on a crime scene, and if everybody <laughs> says, I didn't see nothing, then it's yeah. told, like, they're like, okay, well, <laughs> hey, sounds man, good to me. What did you see here? Uh, a yeah. polar bear fell on me. All right. <laughs> All right, <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here, huh? There's, a man, there's seven men dead inside this house. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything happened here. Let's get yeah. the hell out. You guys want to go grab a beer at the Double Deuce? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the bouncer. We can get him free. Yeah, I know the bouncer. <laughs> God, it's crazy. This movie was a doozy of a Double Deuce. I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. How about that Dalton cold open, though? You know, where like... You immediately see Dalton in his element. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's sophisticated. Oh. And he, you know, like he takes that knife wound, no problem. Easy. You know, and they, they kind of trick the guy to go outside. And they turn around and now you're like, okay, I get this guy. He's just stitching himself up mm-hmm. like on his own because he's such a man. It was interesting you know? because right away you're hit with this fact that Dalton is he's a rare breed of bouncer i would have to immediately uh, like assume i've met a couple of bouncers in my day of bouncing from club to club <laughs> i'm i'm not in the bouncer community so this may come off as ignorant and if it is if you are a bouncer and you're listening please let me know but dalton seems to be one of the coolest calm cool as a cucumber bouncers i've ever seen in my life he really keeps it together it's and i admire crazy. that I admire that, and that's probably why worldwide he is renowned for his ability to just turn bars <laughs> from from 
brawl. Th- this pits. is just this is just like a world where bouncers uh, are celebrities, and they're known in multiple bars across the country. They're like, oh, I've heard of Wade Garrett. Yeah. I've heard of Dalton. Like it, it's it's just where this is a career that exists, and and you can apparently make. It's a pretty lucrative $125,000 a year doing it. Well, it's a pretty lucrative career, and we did the math for you. So in the beginning where uh, Dalton is confronted by uh, Todd, I think is his name, right? Something like that. It doesn't really matter. He's he's yeah, confronted by know. Shooter McGavin's weird-looking cousin. Frank. Um, it's Frank. Frank. Frankie. He goes. <laughs> Frankie. Dalton. I will give you $5,000 as a signing bonus, straight up. No, he goes, name your price. Oh, I recently your... came into the money, name your price. Oh, wow. And Dalton is like, give me, f- I'll take $5,000 a night. I mean, $5,000 up front, yeah. $500 a night. Yeah. Um, and everything goes. My rules. My yeah. way or the highway. Yeah. Yeah. And then and Dalton's the guy... just like, and the guy's like, fine, here he goes. Here's yeah. a plane ticket. Easy. And he's like, no, fuck the plane ticket. I'm mm-hmm. driving, cause I'm I'm an I'm a man of the people, you know. I'm scared of planes. Is that what he said? I'm scared of it. But that's crazy. So we did the math for for you guys wondering at home. That would mean Dalton's take home pay if he made five hundred dollars a day. And you know we assume he's not a workaholic, right? He's got a good work life balance. He takes two days off a week, maybe two weeks of vacation somewhere thrown in there. Uh, it even it nets out to around one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year. In the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Which, Just that $5,000, like, of upfront pay is almost twelve grand in 2022 money. Can you imagine if somebody gave you a $12,000 sign-on bonus? <laughs> I mean, there's people laughing at us that are like, oh, 12000 Yeah, yeah, Listen to these poor yeah. fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, should have been a bouncer. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. There's a career there. There's still time. I think we can. We all we need to do, John, is find a mentor, mm. a mentor with an accent, long yeah. hair, leather boots, wears all black, and a tattoo yeah. that says like "mom" or something. On I it. think it said "rose," and it was a rose. That's right. It said "rose." Yeah, and it was a rose. <laughs> whatever yeah. that means. <laughs> she was his rose, man. Yeah. So Me so help. after. <laughs> yeah. After we meet Dalton, he like bails on all his shit. And uh, yeah, he's definitely a sucker for deuce. money. Yeah, he just bails. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the he, double deuce looks rough. Yeah, dude, we we see the double deuce for the first time. And what a disgusting name! You really? You think so? Do you think deuce? Yeah, but it could have meant something else back then. The old double deuce, you know, like two two. You know the old double deuce. Forty four. Is that what um, is that what one of the bartenders did with the girl in this opening scene? Gave her the old double deuce out back. Maybe. Maybe. There was a lot going on in that bar. You I really liked it. his line where he was like, uh, he's like, hey, I get off at two and I'd like to get you off about a half hour later. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot <laughs> of disgusting lines, like just <laughs> head scratching lines. They're the amazing. They're <laughs> They're amazing. They are something. <laughs> we already mentioned a couple of them. Uh, vodka the rocks. Guy, yeah, vodka rocks. Let's go nipple to nipple. And then, Loved going nipple to nipple. I don't I, know what that means. What does that mean? 
just like I guess you get really close. Like, but if you're going I guess. nipple to nipple, well, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of anatomy that we could get into nipple to nipple. But <laughs> yeah, I just draw imagine. it out for me, John. Just give me a quick little drawing. <laughs> That's also assuming. Look, if you're standing and you're nipple to nipple, and assuming the person is of equal height to you, okay, you're kind of face. Oh, you could there. just be making out. You could just be making out. Is what you're saying maybe but even then are your nipples nipple to nipple like i'm trying to figure out at what like point yeah. during the session is nipple to nipple because like you really gotta yeah you know, line it up you know what i mean john okay let me ask you this though how much would you pay to kiss, to this kiss booby? a booby <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't did that one get mentioned a couple times because later in the movie <laughs> when um because also at, at this point in the double deuce, it's also worth mentioning because it, it's a repeat thing that Brad Wesley, our antagonist in this movie, or um, yeah, he has a girlfriend, wife, partner that just wants to fuck the shit out of Dalton any chance. Yeah. You. And it's it's really forward. And I it's it's sad. And she, uh, it's it's so forward that she goes up to him and she goes, how about you and I? Go back to my place and fuck. Yeah, she says that <laughs> verbatim. Um, but she's they're like, oh, I, well, let's go fuck at my place. I'm like, wow, that's a real creative pickup line. Yeah. And he's like, no, thanks. I'm good. And then kicks her out of the bar. Yeah. But I think there's a, a, a point in the movie when she's doing that strip tease later on that's like 10 minutes long for some reason. Uh, yeah. Someone screams something about kissing her boobie. Is that like, was it the same guy? Yeah, wait, was it? <laughs> Do you remember that? Does, I remember that yeah. coming back and some dude just being like, yeah, kiss your boobie. <laughs> huh. They really liked kissing boobies back then. I, I mean, guess, who doesn't? Uh, I guess who so. Doesn't? Let's be honest. Maybe that's um, why the writers never got a second shot. Because <laughs> <laughs> this this doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. The what? You know, there's there's no women. So the <laughs> there's no women who are speaking to each other about anything other than a man in this movie. Yeah. So, and and I don't think either of them are named. Well, Doc is an object, like is a thing is what they call her, uh which Yeah, should they name her like Elizabeth you know, at at one point, at some point but yeah. yeah. She's she's listed as Doc in the in the credits. Wild. Yeah. Anyway, Double deuce, crazy place. Um, and then we kind of meet this Brad Wesley guy. Did you even pick up that he was a bad guy at first? Or like, yeah, absolutely, okay. because he's driving like a fucking maniac oh, down the road. Right? Yeah, yes. he's just like. <laughs> I I thought he was just gonna die there. I thought he was going to be a setup. He was somehow gonna get murdered in town and. Because he's this aloof guy. But. I really liked. Uh, I really liked that though. How they said like, that's the first scene that we see of him. Like that's how fucking cocky he is. He thinks he's untouchable. Yeah. And he can just drive around. Like he he, he they even say it like he's got the cops in his pocket. He's got everything. So he, this is his town. This Big town pockets. that has like maybe seven buildings in it total. <laughs> and thirty people. And yet somehow the double deuce gets fucking slammed every night every night dude it's 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 Where definitely a place people travel from? to dude, what do you mean there are people that live in the town there's a hardware store that we but know but the of. town is tiny 
The hardware store. There's a hardware store. store. There's an auto shop. The police station. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we gotta assume there's, there's a police station. There's gotta be some other kind there's of There's a local. farm and there's a mansion. The farm, the mansion. And a hospital. The ho- well, There you go. It's everyone that works at the hospital. I also assume, maybe not, there's gotta be some other kind of... There's gotta be a school in town for the kids. Um... You know, a grocery mart, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the butcher, but it's tiny. But it's clearly tiny. It it's a tiny yeah. town um, with not much going on. <laughs> but the Jeff Healy band plays every single night, and they sound awesome. Yeah, dude, they they crush it. They crush they it. Crush it. It's like the movie is so eighties because the entire time. So you're either listening to. 80s music while people are drinking around a bar or fight and then they're fighting and then when they're not fighting there's just a lot of sex and then when there's no sex there's fighting again and then when mm-hmm. there's no it's just like a continuous sort of it's awesome it's one the from best. the other it's insane so it's so great we get brad wesley um and then we kind of continue like he's there i guess established he and jimmy sort of give dalton the the death stairs and the hardware shop but then where like then we just end up in this space where dalton is redoing the bar i guess yeah 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 he's doing the john taffer thing at this point you know and he gives them the three rules which is like one never underestimate your opponent (laughs) expect the unexpected Right? For a bar. Like two, take it outside. <laughs> Never start anything inside unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. <clears throat> Just be nice. If somebody, what if somebody calls my mother a whore? Well, is she? <laughs> yeah. Be nice. Why don't you look at your mom there at that point? A little. Uh, oh, look! At, I love look it. At yourself it's so in the great. And and literally those three rules absolutely change the bar they do like, it's insane and those rules have nothing to do with the bar itself it seems that those rules are hyper focused on the bouncers yeah and, hey everyone this is bar 101 if your bouncers live by those three three rules you will have the best bar on the planet. <laughs> this down. is hands down one of the best movies to watch at a bar <laughs> Is it like if this Did you was, watch it I, at I, a bar? So yeah, uh, John John and I decided to watch this movie like a week and a half ago, about a week ago, John. Yeah. And um, during that time, I went to one of the local bars here, and they were playing this movie on the TV, and I thought it had to be an omen, and it was, it was awesome. It was a sign. It was it was a sign. A sign. I, yeah. Did everyone gather around? What was the bar like? Was it sort of like the Double Deuce? Was there live music? No, it's like a little tiny little dive bar, super okay. dark. Two TVs in the whole spot. You know, one of them was playing the football game, and the other one, Roadhouse. Roadhouse Love that. Which yeah. is perfect. Honestly, yeah. it's like my heaven. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I never thought about what my heaven would look like. So yours looks like a dark bar. Two TVs. Just to play whatever. One TV always on Roadhouse, but another to sort of flip around. Is that what I'm getting? Football. 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 Right Football now. Football and road. Well, you're you're dead. I, Sorry to break it to you, but this is your heaven. Yeah. So you're just well, I don't want to know what happens on the football, like in the game. What do you mean you don't want to know what you happens? You know, like are they just going to be playing reruns? 
Well, you tell me. It's your heaven. No, I want new games. I want like new games. (laughs) But what are you gonna do when there's no football? Is there like a football? Maybe there's like a heaven football league. You know. Oh, the uh, HFL. HFL. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. There's no consequences. There's no concussions. Everybody's already dead. Well, yeah, they're dead. It's probably a pretty insane league, to be honest. People flying around. People, they can fly around and yeah. shit. It's like NFL yeah. Street. Yeah. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. <laughs> what did you think about, uh, I mean, a question for you in heaven, in the bar, do you have room to do shirtless Tai Chi? But, like, what do you think about the the funny montages that are in this movie? The, the shirtless Tai Chi, the breakaway, like, all of the dancing sex scenes um the pool party scene the yeah the pool party scene thing. was hilarious how uh, w- he like walks up and he just goes to that really talk about it, and he goes i love this guy <laughs> <laughs> was this a staple of because this is not something you get in movies anymore right like you don't just get a random montage in a movie anymore do you like this is this is a time capsule yeah, you don't get the midnight margaritas anymore. You know, it seems like it's of a bygone era. Hmm. Um, Why do you think that? I mean, is? Like, think about like the three big movies that came out this year. Probably it's like, it's like Thor: Love and Thunder, like the big blockbuster ones, like Top Gun. Right. Well, Top Gun. You got the flag football, shirtless flag football. That's right. Top Gun has it, but it, because that movie is like trying to be yeah. an '80s movie, yeah. it's like based on an '80s movie. Um. Instead, like nowadays, like they just kind of throw the jokes into every scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a you little know? too much, right? It, it maybe yeah, it's, it's kind of saturated. Span. Attention span. Who knows? Because you're looking at your phone so much that if you miss the montage, you miss all the good stuff. So they got to hit it, you know, a little bit at a time for you. Um, another, <laughs> maybe. So maybe. This, like, we sort of get to the point in the movie. The bar is fixed. It's looking tight. Like, I would go hang out at the Double Deuce remodeled. I would not go to the first one with a fence. And Dude, who would want to go to that one? The locals of it this place. It was crazy. People just getting stabbed and shit. And it just hanging out like, oh, yeah. Damn. Also, for some reason, like, if, if a woman goes to the Double Deuce, she's no longer a woman. She's, like, an accessory. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they, women don't speak in this movie unless you're Dr. Clay, which is so weird. Even then, it's it's pretty small. It's pretty minimal. Yeah. The uh, yeah. so once he fixes the bar, this is when we get Wesley's just turns into a psycho, and he starts doing the unimaginable. Starting with we we get to really know that he's this terrible guy because he beats the hell out of his own goonies. Uh, one specifically, as we mentioned, because he bleeds too much. He's too much of a bleeder. He's a wimp. Yeah, it really breaks him down emotionally in front of his his cohorts there. And then when they bring uh, Dalton in for the meeting, and they kind of walk in, and and we see the the lady's face. Th- there's a random lady in there doing. Some it's the kind same of lady. Exercise. It's the same oh, lady that's yeah that's been hitting on Dalton the whole time. Well, she, it's like okay. his lady. Yeah. They, they they sort of all freeze. this bruise yeah. yeah like they make it seem like she's super bruised uh, but she continues doing her jazz exercise she's still like <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So, so I mean, like so, this movie. I mean, hey, you always say show don't tell, and there's a oh, lot it's, of the, these movies. They're showing. They're not telling yeah. you, um, you know, explicitly that this guy Wesley is a really bad guy because he beats everything up. They're showing you, and boy, yeah. do we get a show! Like I love it, and it and it's and it's also like um, they they do a really good job of foreshadowing stuff. You know, like uh, doesn't matter how tall a guy is. You break his knee, he'll come right. He'll he'll drop like a stone, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then that happens. <laughs> you see them do that, or the monster truck. Like you see the monster truck, and then it's, and then you see them use that stupid monster truck to destroy yeah. the auto. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone watched. Yeah, <laughs> everyone <laughs> in the, the town the just cops? watched. The cops don't show up until the very end of this movie. They're busy at the double deuce, man. Yeah. But yeah, so we get and so many explosions. Two, three explosions. You can count two explosions. Yeah, because he blew up the the, the hardware parts. store and then the yeah. random farmhouse also explode. Where, like, part of me was wondering where, where is, is he getting, getting these explosions? Because yeah. they're huge. They're huge. Like Dalton's running towards the store. First of all, what are you gonna do? There's fire bellowing out of the windows and then you know because you, you have to get that classic like it explodes even more right right the and double like, explode. Ah! the double deuce yeah, yeah. as they call it yeah the double deuce <laughs> oh i love when wade garrett shows up though oh god that was great What's going on me, were, there was like a little mafia moment where they're kind of interrupting the alcohol delivery and then a yeah. fight ensues and then wade just shows up hey miho Mm-hmm. And then just beats them all up. Just a couple sucker punches. Up. Do you think he looks like he's super tall? He does, and it's funny because uh, often in the movie people look at Dalton and they say, "I thought you'd be bigger," uh, which yeah. is funny because he's so small, and funny because he's like, "If you kick him in the knee, you can take him down." <laughs> which yeah, I feel like is a and- small small man strategy. <laughs> It is, it is. Well, I mean, even Wade Garrett, the first thing he does when he's fighting that big guy is he punches him in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. The fights in this movie are really they're they're entertaining. They're not bad. You know what and I they're really, pretty creative. Kept, yeah, and I kept thinking like, oh, they're letting Patrick Swayze fight for like a he he throws a few punches before they kick before they cut. Yeah. So like when he fights with Jimmy, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I was into it. Yeah. It doesn't move the same way movies nowadays have to, you know, or like oh, super cuts. Yeah. And like also Patrick fire. Swayze in comparison to like today's action hero. Yeah, he's like he looks like he weighs seventy five pounds in this movie and is probably like five three. Um and nowadays we have like the rock who is literally the biggest man you can imagine. So it weighs four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, uh, it, it it's just crazy. Like to think that this is what this the action hero used to look like. Like Tom Cruise too. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like still a hero. Four. Still, He's still a, hero. a hero. Do your thing, King. Um, yeah, yeah. The fights are super cool. I loved like that. There were jokes, and they're true. But there is so much kicking in this movie, and. The first kick it. that gets thrown, I did crack up because it's so fake, right? It quickly yeah. cuts, and then it just the next thing you see is this fake looking leg on someone's shoulder, and then it slaps him <laughs> in the face. 
But I love Dude, the creativity. Great. It was so fun. That when Jimmy grabs the pool cue and then he pulls oh, over my some dude's God. body and then does a yeah. flying kick, that was cool. I mean, they they got Jimmy really did creative. like a quadruple front flip to like off the pool the pool cue to yeah. like on top of the stage. It was insane. It wasn't. There was insane. so much of that, and then mm-hmm. the obviously the throat rip. I did not see that coming. I really must have. I must have. Missed it when they talked about it earlier. But. They keep, they keep, they they literally do such a great job of foreshadowing it happening. You know, like in the very beginning of the movie, one of the guys at the Double Deuce is like, "I heard he ripped a man's throat out once." Oh, really? I yeah. just was like, "Oh man, that's crazy!" Like legend follows this man. And know? then also, uh, Sam Elliott's character goes, "When a guy sticks a gun in your face, you have two options: you die, or you kill the motherfucker." Yeah, and, and that's so exactly just, what Jimmy does. He, he sticks did. the gun in his face, and so yeah. he goes, "Okay, kicks it away." It's very easily. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta kick it away. Yeah, I'm trying to. <sighs> maybe this hand's better. That's great. The three fingers, yeah. <laughs> I love that he had like a Kill Bill super move. You know that he doesn't want to <laughs> use. He did. It's like an instant kill. <laughs> and dude, okay, the doctor sees sees this and uh you know is like upset but then he could he what he does is he murders other people yeah <laughs> and then they're dead they're like swimming in a lake they're skinny dipping in a, in a lake like everything's cool now at the end yeah this is also the th- she would have seen him seriously injure people three times before they go skinny many dipping times in the lake yeah the first time that we we kind of briefly touched on is when he's beating up all of Wesley's goonies outside. Cause remember rule number two, I think you said is take it outside. So he takes them outside and beats them up. And then as he's beating them up, she just comes out of nowhere. She just walks up. Yeah. I don't, she doesn't have a car or something. And just is like, want to go uh, get some coffee. She does have a car. She's got the Jeep. She's oh, got right. her, her little Jeep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 My bad. And then they go get coffee, and apparently there's diners and bars open 24-7 in this tiny town. Yep. Because... You got to. Because people are so they, drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, everybody is so fucked up, and they're they're just constantly drinking. They drink all night. When when uh, when Wade Garrett, Sam Elliott, is like, uh, I, I get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. <laughs> that is true, because they're dancing... And drinking at a bar during the day, and then they go to the bar at night, and I don't know how uh-huh. to do it, man. That's that's a crazy... I couldn't do that, man. Speaking of crazy lives, and we briefly touched on it, but this I think was the moment. Well, I guess it's after the first explosion, so maybe not the moment. But I think this was just a wild time for me in the movie uh, that came out of nowhere was uh, Wesley's girlfriend doing the strip tease in front of everyone and Wesley being like, yeah, do it. I dare cool. you. And then she yeah, does yeah. it. And then she like tries to make out with Dalton and then Dalton kicks her out of the bar and then he gets pissed about it. I didn't understand. It's so weird. It, I, I don't really understand what's going on there either. But I think he just wanted to like rile the bar up to start oh, a, yeah. uh, Get a little to start roll. another a brawl. Yeah, like everything Dalton had worked for, you know? Because this is when Wesley really starts, like, like going down the evil oh. man uh, uh, route, for sure. You know, he's blowing shit up. He's scaring the townspeople. 
He's uh, threatening Dalton's friends, murders Wade. Yeah, yeah. he does murder Wade. And then yeah. we end up at his compound, sort of like a stealth mission. It was it was yeah. diehard-esque. Um, I like that they didn't show us him taking everybody out. Yeah, and it was, was like cool. one guy walking around and like finding all of his friends are already dead. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, that was and sick. The, the, and then... <laughs> Some of those moves were insane. And then what I didn't understand at all was the polar bear that fell on that guy. Yeah. What the hell? Why did that immobilize him for so long? (laughs) I thought it killed him. I thought that was how he died. And And then he was alive. I was like, what a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we forgot to and mention. And then, like, Dalton, like, peeks out behind it after he does it, and he, like, smiles. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> got him. <laughs> dumb, dumb. What the hell? So weird. It um, was. I loved it. It was bad. And then. I loved it. He finally is faced with killing Wesley, and then all of the people from the town show up with guns. <laughs> And then yeah. just take turns blasting this dude. Blasting He's him. totally taking him out. And Wesley is, is like, he takes like three shots and he's still standing up. He's, he's like, oh, moving. oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Anybody else would have just been blown away by the first one. But, you know, he's got that bad guy plot armor. It takes him a few. Yeah. It takes him a few I to get down. disappointed that Dalton didn't rip Wesley's throat out, to be honest. I, I thought that's where this was going. I thought he was just going to turn into a maniac. And then I, I, I did not. I, I was like, whoa, when all the townsfolk show. It was a twist of all twists. Like, yeah. spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you won't see it coming. And if you rewatch it, you'll probably forget that this happened and then be surprised again. Because it, it's, it's insane. Like, why? It, it, I mean, I understand that we kind of set up a little bit that the townsfolk, like, hate Wesley. But Frank Tillman, the guy who hired him has never had any backbone until this moment when they could because just everyone the else fuck was out there. of him. Yeah, yeah, everyone else was there to do it, so he participated. This moment, there are so many parallels that we've mentioned to Practical Magic, but this movie really sealed the deal for me that, I don't know, I, this one came first, but whoever, the four people that wrote Practical Magic, one of them was a Roadhouse fan. Because when <laughs> all, of the, all of the people in practical magic come together and help with the exorcism was it's the, the same, same thing it was the same yeah thing. absolutely it's the townsfolk show up at the very end when they and there's very little justification to show why they would be completely willing to murder a guy or perform an exorcism you know <laughs> uh it's crazy but also there's a there's this bit <laughs> we could probably get into like the smaller things that i love about this movie but we'd be here forever but when Wesley throws the spe- the spear, it is yes. like the greatest spear throw ever. Like it's perfectly yeah. straight. Yeah. It just I mean he dodges it because you know he can dodge anything. We we've seen him dodge a bottle without even flinching at the double deuce before. Um it's hilarious. But oh my god, I, I, I just I just like stared at the spear exit in the background, you know, like <laughs> It was nuts. There CGI on that was great. It was worth it. <laughs> you think it was CGI? Had to be. At How some did point. they do that? Because it, 
He's not going to throw a spear like that. Dude, it's 1989. It looked fake. It looked real. Yeah, it looked like a fantastic throw. It had to be fake. You know what they say? Does a hobby horse have a wooden dick? <laughs> and with that, let's get into the critic and audience <laughs> reviews. <laughs> So something tells me that we like this movie more than critics do. I think so. I mean, it it could have been, honestly, I feel like I tried to keep it both sides a little bit. Like, I was like, what's up with that? You know? Yeah. I fuck dudes like that in prison. You know? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's see. The critics, they haven't given this the worst that we've reviewed, but the critics did give this a 37% um, on the tomato meter, which is pretty low, I would say, not great. Um, so this first critic here from uh, the Orlando Sentinel, it's amazing how quickly an explosion, a ripped out throat, or even four bangs in a row can make other problems seem insignificant. Yeah, yeah. so true. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're getting the a few kicks and shit, stuff. you know. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you <laughs> totally forget. Oh, why is like, this oh, Brad Wesley dude mad? I don't know. He just got roundhouse kicked in the face, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, why does this bounce? Why is this bouncer world renowned? Who cares? He can kick <laughs> ass. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? The next one. I'm here for it. This next Why are from... all these women letting people just grab her tits? I don't know. At least there's beer bottles being chucked at people. And <laughs> dude, the budget for the double deuce before uh, uh, Patrick Swayze showed up had to have gone almost entirely to replacing the tables and chairs every night. For sure. Like Do you they think were they did just multiple destroying takes? furniture. I don't. I think this was all one take. Do you think it's... the people <laughs> the whole acting in this a movie? Wonder. Do you think the the people, the extras in this movie that are around are actually just drunk at a bar and they just go for it? I wish. I, I want to believe I want to believe that. I can never <laughs> I want to live extra. in that world. I can never look at extras in movies or TV shows again the same. Like after I watched the rehearsal, um, the show, the HBO Max show, the rehearsal with Nathan Fielder, there's a part in that show where he's recreating a child's birthday party and so he yeah. hires a bunch of extras to come to the birthday party but apparently we learned that there are union rules and the extras aren't paid enough or just aren't allowed to make noise so they can't clap audibly they can't speak audibly crazy yeah and so i guess what tvs and movie shows do a lot of times is add that in and post so it was so weird because they're just yeah they're fake talking to each they're other walking around silent. like yeah, and it's just silent. So I was kind of watching this, and like people are getting rowdy in the back, and all this stuff happening. Like, man, I wonder how quiet. That's it is so there. funny, dude. Yeah, it's probably dead quiet on that set. <laughs> oh my just god! A guy <laughs> silently drinking an empty bottle of beer. 
All right, let's uh let's All get right. into that so next, next one. Let's get into the next one. This next one's from from your boy, uh, also, uh, Wrestling Paradise King, um, mm-hmm. Roger Ebert. He says, "This is not a good movie, but viewed in the right frame of mind, it's not a boring one either." Two and a half out of four. How high do you think Roger Ebert yeah. was when he saw this? He had to have been fucking stoked, like, it, <laughs> for him to like say this is not a good movie, but it's like pretty good. <laughs> But you know, depending like, on where your mind's cinema, at, cinema baby. Uh huh. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, but viewed in the right frame of mind, aka like seven shots deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll look like that guy at the end of the bar that was just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> drinking his Miller Lite until some chick accidentally throws a beer bottle at his face. Man, he was trying to get into the same world as this movie took place in. That's, that's yeah. probably what, what he was a, trying what to do. What a strange world this movie lived in, huh? Mm. Mm. And then this mm. last one here from filmcritic.com. Roadhouse tries so hard to be macho that it becomes a parody of itself. One and a half out of five stars. Damn. That's I don't low. know about that one. I don't know about that one. So I think overall the critics just hated this movie because it felt like it was forcing macho culture violence sex on the audience instead of just letting the plot and the characters unfold naturally on the screen i don't know i would assume it also seems like uh the critics weren't able to turn off their brains or as roger ebert said viewed in the right frame of mind um because this movie was like it was just bizarre enough sometimes that you would catch yourself being like wait a minute and then and then you would kind of go back into it but it seems like a lot of the critics just weren't able to to go back into that Zen mode and just let the movie roll, man. Yeah, just so accept this movie it for a what quarter it is. Mile at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like clear that um, this movie is isn't without its faults. In fact, it's like very vapid, very thin plot um, that is almost contrived and based on coincidences in the in the story. But who who cares? It's silly, it's funny, it's dumb, it's badass, it's entertaining. It's entertainment, baby. Hey, Amen. Does a wood horse have a peg dick, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> let's head into... Is that what he says? I don't know. I think it's a hobby it. horse have a wooden dick. Uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Let's head into the audience reviews here. This first one from our good friend, Rodrigo. I wonder how Rodrigo felt about... Uh, Practical Magic. Practical Magic. And also uh, our friend Wade. Um, Who knows? He wrote, silly, exaggerated, implausible. Yes. So Swayze delivers an interesting character that pleases the viewer in a true show of punches, kicks, explosions, packed by the sure musical track of Jeff Haley and Michael Kamen. Fun to watch and an irresistible to rewatch. I think what he means is irresistible to not rewatch. Like you can't, you can't miss this movie. You have to watch it. Gave it four. Yeah. Stars. Like you are going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I am, there's, uh, yeah. I'm, it's a hundred percent true that I'm going to watch this movie again. It's yeah. like a perfect, like just turn this movie on, turn your brain off, enjoy it. Do the laundry. It's, yeah. Do your, <laughs> yeah. Do some, the cla- do some Tai Chi. In the living yeah. Room. Yeah. Do some Tai Chi in the living room with Swayze. Yeah, um, yeah it makes no sense, though. It is it is absolutely implausible and exaggerated, but that's what makes it great. Amen. This next one here from 
Roddy. Yeah, name seems a little bit similar to Roadhouse, Roddy. I don't know. This could be mm -hmm. an inside it's job close. here. By all means, Roadhouse should be a total dud, but it's beyond entertaining. I'm not sure if it has tongue-in-cheek or takes itself way too seriously. Either way, you'll go crazy for Swayze and his philosophy <laughs> expounding and the sheer ridiculousness of it all. Three stars. Yeah. It seemed like a positive review, but only three stars. Yeah, I mean, he's... But how he, crazy I think for Swayze was this person? I think they're right, though. I think they're right. It's... How ridiculous is it that this bouncer has a PhD in philosophy? Hey, man. You never it's know. It's pretty great. Maybe just like the philosophy... I mean, can you make a... I, I'm not sure, but a hundred... I mean, it kind of makes... Five hundred dollars a night as a philosopher seems hard to a come A PhD by. is crazy, though. Like, that's so much work. I mean, we know how he paid his way through it. Just the bouncer. I mean, we don't know that. We can guess. We can definitely I would guess. assume to rise to the level of notoriety he has in the bouncer community yeah he's he the second has... greatest bouncer in america behind number wade one? garrett wade oh, garrett behind wade you're right you're right yeah. but i would just assume that he had to build that with time and equity like you don't he didn't get a degree in bouncer you know for sure so I, like I, he I was out there he was definitely out there creating that reputation you know yeah. how old do you think swayze is in this movie how long would it take to to reach the top of the of the cooler Mountain. I think Dalton is... So, Wade is portrayed as sort of the old man on the block, right? So, he's probably supposed to be in his 50s, maybe? 50s? Yeah. That's what so, I'd, I would say Swayze was maybe in his... Or Dalton was probably in his late 20s. Yeah. Okay. Early 30s, maybe? That's a, that's a significant amount of time in the bouncer community. And, I mean, the doctor... you you got to be pretty old. The doctor, to be a doctor, too, to be a doctor. And she was a divorcee. Right. So, yeah, she was previously married. Maybe she so could have gotten married 30s, young, too. It was a different 30s. time in the 80s. That's true. You could have gotten married, like, at fucking 17 in the 80s or 14. <laughs> <laughs> this was a long time ago. You could have a child bride in the 80s. Could you? Sure. <laughs> sources say. Anonymous sources say. Um... This next one by uh, by Mike. Roadhouse is the definition of guilty pleasure. The storyline has more plot holes than Swiss cheese, but is still great when there's nothing on TV. Sit down, crack open a six-pack, and have a few laughs. Four stars. How many, uh, how many plot holes are there in Swiss cheese? I was just wondering, like, how many just holes in general are in Swiss cheese? I I think there's less. There's definitely holes a few holes, but like, I don't think. I don't think there are any plot holes inside of Swiss cheese, <laughs> unless I, I mean true. I've never watched Swiss Swiss cheese. Is it good? The movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a movie called. Maybe that's what. Maybe we should do this. We should take it on ourselves to create the movie Swiss cheese. And just throughout the movie, it's all plot holes. Just nothing makes sense. Yes, I love that. That's a yeah. great idea. It's mm -hmm. just different characters every every scene. <laughs> You're it's just, just like, kind who of are like, these people? And it, it's this guy wandering through whatever life, but things just randomly like things that don't make sense. Nothing ever ties and then up. At the, Right, and then at the end, it's a Jacob's Ladder situation where he, a... he's dying the whole time. Yes. And then he wakes up. There's a up gun. Like he, he, had, it was a dream. he takes a gun 
uh, from under his pillow and he never uses it. And then he gets into his monster truck that he never runs over anything with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And, and they just keep <laughs> referencing things in the movie that you're waiting for them to come back and they never do. Yeah, there's like, like they're that. just like, yeah, but Jeffrey wouldn't want that. And you could just be like, who's <laughs> Jeffrey? Who's Jeffrey? <laughs> He's like, ah, I hate He's my job, like, but he never goes to his job. The most confusing movie of all time. That sounds yeah. great. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm in. They, they open a door and they like <laughs> fucking like emerge from a from a pool or something like the cuts just <laughs> they totally come out of a sewer and never they <laughs> yeah. never address it ever <laughs> the protagonist goes into the sewer never see him again <laughs> some other guy comes out from the other <laughs> anytime one of the characters is about to reference something of hey why did jimmy go down just he just cuts him off main character uh, <laughs> yeah we'll talk about it later talk about yeah, it later. yeah can't talk <laughs> about it right now no plot moving forward at or like all. something always distracts them some something explodes in the background when they're mm-hmm. about to push plot forward i like it one guy just starts cooking dinner yeah <laughs> just watching a dude sure. cook dinner for a while yeah why not <laughs> sounds great it should be a two and a half hour movie <laughs> yeah i'm interested just a slow burn <laughs> this is Netflix great is making anything right now i feel like we can get on we can get them on board with this it's just we could probably get like an AI to generate it just to, <laughs> just to make a bunch of random shit happening. It's a great idea. Let's First do it. AI generated <laughs> movie called Swiss Cheese. Hey, oh, take that perfect. to the bank, Netflix. You know where to find us. Um, so that last review. Also, uh, I love the fact that this this person did not include it, but someone uh, on uh, the reviews for the audience included a Roadhouse drinking game. So um, sweet. If you ever, I was going to go through the rules, but there are so many of them. Let's start. Um, let's just name a few of them off. I'm not. Ah, uh, man. There's. So I got it. I already got it pulled up. So right. it's uh, drink when, right? Yeah. Um, there's like also 30. The, also it says you're you're supposed to follow the rules exactly. But due to the intense nature of this, new players are advised to take one to four intermissions during the movie. So, like, <laughs> don't finish the movie. Because so it's, it's dangerous. It's probably dangerous. <laughs> drink when Dalton smokes. Drink when there's an explosion. Um, drink when there's a swit, which is Patrick Swayze saying a witty comment or reply. Uh, a monster screen shows up. A monster truck shows up. Excuse me. Medical records are discussed. You see boobies. There's sex. The double deuce is noticeably upgraded. Uh, a, an employee of the double deuce is fired. Um, Dalton folds his arms or he bleeds. You hear the words, I the thought entire you'd be movie. bigger. Yeah. Uh, whenever Jeff Healy has a line, it's oh literally gosh. the whole movie. It, the whole movie. Yeah. That's not yeah. fun. But it, no. if, unless you're trying to die. Yeah. Not the best. It sounds like this person it should like be fun, in our movie Swiss actually, Cheese. To me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. This sounds like a blast. But maybe pick half of these rules. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And then so, what are the ones down. where you have to like finish your drink? Are there those? So it's like when the polar bear falls on, on Tinker. Oh. When Swayze fakes the throat rip. So it's like at the end. Oh, um, wow. So hear... it, he's finishing strong, huh? 
Yeah, when you hear, uh, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. When <laughs> when Swayze jumps off the barn roof and to oh, get to the yeah. house. That was yeah. crazy. That was crazy. Um, when he does his sick, <laughs> this is the quote. When he does his sick, nasty dive and knocks the gay biker off of his motorcycle, <laughs> drink half of your beer. <laughs> when Wade Garrett dies, uh, you, it says memorial toast. So maybe pour one out for him. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yoga scene, waterfall, Swayze waterfall. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Pretty so, great. If you live through that, uh, you'll probably agree with the audience that, um, you know, audience knows this movie is stupid, but it's a guilty pleasure, as our last person said. The action scenes boost this ranking up into the 60s, but what prevents it from being higher is the group of people who are unable to turn their brains off, a.k.a. the critics. John, I think maybe we should play this drinking game. We should like mess with some of the rules and we'll do like a mini sode or something. Oh wow. <laughs> we would we would have to if you're interested in seeing that, you should uh hit us up on social media. Let us know on Twitter, let us know on Instagram. If that's something that you want to watch us do, um we'd be more than happy to go at it. If it's something that you would be interested in paying to watch, even more so. Well, we could do Patreon. <laughs> we could do like a Patreon first time. First time Patreon stream, yeah. maybe we'll do that. So if you want to get in early, if you want to be what what the people call an early adopter of everyone's a real critic and get in on our Patreon, you can join us with our live Roadhouse live stream. Got to pick a day where maybe yeah. a couple days after I got nothing to do. Maybe like a yeah, Friday exactly. night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to need like a good hangover die. day right afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds rough. So, uh, John, what, what do you, uh, let's let's get into the real ranking then. Let's let's yeah, talk let's about how we felt. Ranking. All right. John, um, I'm ready to. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the real ranking. Ready to bring I'm, the energy. Feel like we fell. We fell like uh, a little uh, slurred there at the end of uh, the reviews. <laughs> maybe we maybe we ended up playing the game <laughs> during our own podcast. Because if we played the game during our own podcast, we would be hammered right now too. And we would be uh, surprisingly not as long as uh, the movie went. Also, kind of the movie did not need to be two hours. So. My I can't ranking. believe it was two hours long, dude. Two hours of your life gone. My real ranking <laughs> uh, is zero through 100. 100, save for the best movie that we've ever seen. Uh, zero, as we've decided, is for the movie Batwoman, which uh, was made, but no one will ever Batgirl, see on yeah. HBO Max. Batgirl, sorry. <laughs> God forbid she's a woman. Um, just... <laughs> okay. I'm going to go... <laughs> Yeah, sorry for that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. I see you adjusted yours. You brought yours down. Huh? I did a little I'm bit. Gonna, I'm going to go 68 out of 100. 
Oh, you did too. Yeah, I adjusted mine too. Just talking about it. I'm going to give it a 68 mm-hmm. because this movie was a lot of fun, but it wasn't, it's not the best action movie I've seen. And I think I appreciate it at a 68 because I kind of know what it is, right? It is a goofy movie. You're, it's, it's also, I will say it's a 68 for watching it by myself. I think if you watch this movie with a group of people, Oh it, yeah, it goes up significantly. Uh-huh. It might be in the '80s or '90s uh, because it's so laughable. Not because it's trying to be funny, but just because it is. And it's like watching some other world. I know we talked about it before, but it's like watching Aliens. Honestly, like it's hard <laughs> to believe this type of world existed if it did or exists. Um, and so for that, I uh, give it a sixty-eight. Okay, yeah. I, honestly, I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. I would give it a. I'm, mine is a seventy-two out of a hundred, wow. and I'm only and and I feel like because it is so entertaining and because it is so much fun, you know, like this movie's so easily quotable. It's it's you you're gonna walk away and you're gonna remember stuff about this movie. It's gonna yeah, stick with you. I can't wait you. to just use these lines all the time. I can't uh, wait until like, like I like go get in prison. A... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go nipple for nipple. Uh, pain don't hurt though, you know. Take the biggest guy in the world, shatter his knee, and he'll drop like a stone. How much would you pay to kiss boobies? This. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be bigger. Nobody ever wins yeah. a fight, you know. Feel Calling like me sir is like putting an elevator in an outhouse. <laughs> it don't belong. <laughs> I love that he had to explain that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it was just so funny, you know, and um, it's not great plot wise. Like I said before, it's actually very thin. Um, the bad guy is written like a cartoon bat- mafia boss bad guy, and it's set in like a make believe Western world. <laughs> Jasper, I don't even know if that place is real, um, but it's still so much fun. You know, it, it's it's a blast. So I, I can't help. But give it um, a 72 out of 100. And um, I think that's adequate. I think that's good, John. It sounds to me fair like we have sided with the audience in this one. And uh, the We've critics... exceeded the audience. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Holy shit. This might be the first time this has ever happened. That we exceed the audience? Maybe. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, Patrick Swayze king wherever you are uh but let me know what you guys thought of the movie let us know on our socials at earc pod at hoser loser at john b wolf and be sure to check out all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts remember that we did already do a hocus pocus podcast and hocus pocus 2 is coming up john we might have to do some sort of revisiting Uh there you know we'll see do Um, we should we do two uh Minisodes, it sounds like one watch. It sounds like we got our, our work Patreons cut out for and... us. Yeah, we got our work oh, cut man. out for we're us. We're gonna be busy this fall, huh? It is. It's gonna. It's gonna be a fun fall, though. Um, we'll see what we're gonna do next time. I'm not even sure, but keep our keep Trick your eye on our socials. Bitches. We'll post. We post little hints on our socials. Um, I'm Jose. You know, as usual with John Wolf here. You are? Today oh, we. Uh, we sided with the audience. We exceeded the audience. But remember that at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because everyone's, everyone's uh, a real critic. Critic. <laughs> Nailed it. Nice.